Welcome to Jesus Without Religion. I'm Mike Sinar, your host, and I'm glad you're joining us today as we discover Jesus through the filter of grace. If you are a Christian, you are about to see the love of Christ like you've never seen before. Never again will you fear God or feel that you are inadequate or not deeply loved by Him. We know some people call that a license to sin, but as we go through this series, you're actually going to find out that soaking in God's kindness and total forgiveness of all sin, yes, all sin, is the only prescription that will actually lead you away from the disease of sin. Well, today's conversation is going to be about lukewarm Christians. You know, maybe you've heard this message in church. If you're not on fire for God, then you must be a lukewarm Christian, and God is so disappointed with you because every moment on of your life is not totally committed to some type of missionary purpose. Well, you must not be... Uh, on fire for God, so you are a lukewarm Christian. And the question we're going to ask you today is, is that really in the Bible? So let's see where that comes from. A lot of this teaching comes from Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. And here's what it says. It says, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's a pretty scary statement right there. But I want to, today we're going to unpack all of this, but I'm going to read the verses from Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 to 22, and then we're going to dissect them because you're going to realize this. What we're not being taught here is that there are good Christians and bad Christians, that there are Christians who are on fire for the Lord, and there are others that are lukewarm, and they're just not doing enough, and God is so repulsed with them that he would spit them out of his mouth. No, I think you're going to find that the lukewarm uh, the lukewarm people in this world, by the way, the word lukewarm Christian is non-existent in the Bible. But you're going to find that the people who are lukewarm, well, these are actually unbelievers. But let's read the verses real quick, and then we'll, di- we'll dissect them. It says this. It says, To the angels, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, I write, The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich and I have become wealthy and I am in need of nothing. And you you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed, and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, and we're wrapping up here, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne and I as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
Now, a lot of this, especially at the beginning, if we don't really put context to it, it's very easy to turn God's Word into a threat to Christians, to intimidate Christians, to tell them God is saying, you better do more or be more, or let me tell you what, God is going to get you. But we're going to find out today, that is absolutely not what is going on in this message to this church of Laodicea. So religion is going to say this, God would rather you be cold and do nothing than just be kind of midway or lukewarm. Religion says you either need to be on fire for God or do nothing. You're either on fire and God's happy or you are terrible. Both are man-made religion and their lies. Religion says, from looking at this story here in Revelation 3, teaches us that hot is good and cold is bad. Which, by the way, hot is good, but we're going to also find out that cold is good too. Right? In context, in the context of the story, the gospel teaches us that hot and cold are both good. They are both the description of believers. And when he talks about lukewarm in Revelation 3, well, God is referring to unbelievers, not lazy Christians. That's not the context of this. And I hope to make that very clear to you today. What you need to know is this. You need to know that God is not measuring our works. Yes, works are a natural part of the new Christian life. Yes, we are indeed made for good works. And yeah, we should have good works. So we're not arguing against that, right? We're made for good works, but God is not up in heaven tracking our score. But Before we explain what's really going on in Revelation 3, I want to bring up a couple other verses to your attention so we can weigh them out in context. So we can see if these, how do these verses line up with what we're reading in Revelation 3? They've got to all say the same thing. They can't contradict each other. So I want to point out that in in Acts chapter 17, verse 25, God tells us this, God is not served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. In other words, God is not needy. God is not desperate. He is not served by anything we do. Our human hands are not somehow helping God out. God is God. John chapter 6 Verse 28 and 29 says, Therefore, they said to him, now these are some religious elites. They want to ask Jesus, Hey, hey, Jesus, what is it we need to do? They want to confront him. What do we do to impress God? I want you to check out their question and his answer. Therefore, they said to him, verse 28, What are we to do so that we may accomplish the works? That's a plural works with an S at the end, so that we may accomplish the works of God. Jesus answered them and he said to them, this 
is the work. No ass, guys. Singular. This is the work of God. That you believe in him whom he has sent. Then we can move over to Romans chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, Now, to the one who works, the wages are not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Now, of course, Paul is not anti-works. This is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. He knows we're made for good works. Right? That's who we are in Christ. But if you're working for salvation, you get what's due. <laughs> good luck with that. But the one who does not work for salvation, but believes that Jesus Christ has made the way for us, that person, his faith is credited as righteousness. So we're weighing all this out in this letter that we're reading in Revelation 3. All right? So the church there in Revelation 3, Laodicea, here's something you need to know. They got their water supply pumped in from two very far away sources, miles and miles and miles away. The first source that was being pumped in included hot mineral springs. Good, right? So, I mean, it's hot water springs being poured in, so that's awesome for like medicinal purposes, for relaxation. There are many purposes. If you if you have a, a spa at your house or a hot tub at your house, you know that there are many benefits to hot mineral springs, right? So this is a good thing. It's being pumped in from a faraway distance into this city. And they're from another city. They have cold water springs that are being pumped in. Cold water is good on a hot day to swim in. It's good for drinking cool, refreshing water. Now again, this church gets the message here. This city, I'm sorry, I keep saying the church. Well, the church, the city, Laodicea, right? The water is being pumped in. It's being pumped in. It's hot and it's cold from its original source. But guess what it's like by the time it gets into their city? Well, it's lukewarm. It's nasty. It's not the same as its original form was. The, the people in this city, they would have understood the message being taught in Revelation chapter 3. So I want you to think about hot and cold both being good water, which is symbolic for believers, both being symbolic for good. Now, let's read Revelation 3 with that in mind and see if we get the context a little bit different, and I think you will. So, first we look at verses 14 and 16 in Revelation 3. It says this, he says, To the angel of the church in Laodicea, I write, The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Remember, you are neither a believer nor a believer, good or good, cold nor hot. (laughs) I wish that you were cold or hot. Remember, I wish you were one of these two. 
But because you are lukewarm, this is how the water ends up. It's not good the way it ends up there. But because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. So both hot and cold, again, this is a description of believers. Lukewarm is non-believers. This is not God wishing they were either cold, meaning bad in, in, in the religious uh, teaching, or hot, good. Why would God prefer us to be totally lazy instead of just something in the middle? That is lifeless religion talking. And there is no grace to that message. And it's simply not what I'm reading in these verses. I want you to take notice of how lukewarm people are described in the rest of the verses. I want you to find that there's no mention, okay? As we read these verses, you're going to see there's no mention of a lack of outward works, of outward sending, I'm sorry. None. You will not hear one mention of something they did that was outward sent. Now, if this is about bad Christians, then shouldn't we see that at least one reference to that? The writer only describes not being in Christ, not being in the light. So let's continue. Verse 17, he says this, because you say, I'm rich and have become wealthy. And listen, listen to this. Have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are, listen to this, wretched. Listen, and miserable. Listen, and poor. Listen, and blind and naked. All of these words, in need of nothing, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked, Folks, these are descriptions of unbelievers. I've never seen the word blind used to refer to a believer. Blind, people needed the truth. You were blind, but now you see. Naked people need to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So then we move to verse 18. He says, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich. And, keyword, white garments, so that you may, keyword, clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I salve to anoint your eyes so that, keyword, you may see. They need to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. How do we do that? I think... Um, in a minute, we're going to, in fact, next we are going to talk about a couple verses that I think will reveal that. They come from Matthew chapter 17, Mark chapter 9, and Revelation uh, chapter 3, verse 4. Uh, and again, we're going to see that what they need to see is the truth. And we're going to realize that Revelations 3, Revelation 3, I'm sorry, is about sharing the gospel. But what do we read in Matthew if we were to rewind a little bit some other verses, Matthew chapter 17, verse 2, he says this, he says, And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. You see the connection in Revelation 3? Mark, 3, Mark 9, 3 says this, And his garments became radiant 
and exceedingly white as no launderer on earth can whiten them. See the connection? Revelation 3, 4, he says, But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Do you see the connection? So again, we get back here to Revelation 3, chapter, uh, verse 19. He says, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Yes, God loves them. Remember, for God so loved the world, God wishes that none would perish. In context, the form of repent here, if we read this correctly, the form of repent is talking about the sin of unbelief. Repent from your sin of unbelief. Again, I want you to consider there was not a single mention anywhere in here of outward sin or lack of works. This is about people who have not truly called on Jesus. And next, God literally in this same chapter, we're going to get the solution to the problem that was just described. And again, if you're not convinced now, I ask you, you tell me, is the solution presented to us, is it you got to work harder, you got to try harder, you got to do more, you got to be more, or is, is it sinless, or is the solution to believe? I ask you, let's go ahead and read the verses, verse 20 and 22. Here's the solution to the problem that we just read. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on the throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. (laughs) Folks, it's pretty clear to me. We are saved by hearing and believing. We open the door to our hearts, right? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 through 8 says, Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as uh, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me as they as in the day of trial in the wilderness. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says and raised us up with him and seated us up with him in the heavenly places with Christ. Apparently the people receiving this letter have not heard his voice or have heard his voice and not open the door. Does this sound like lazy Christians or unbelievers? Apparently, to me, these people are not seated with Christ like we saw in Ephesians 2. Does this really sound like lazy Christians, or um, or does it sound more to you 
like unbelievers? It's an important question that we need to be asking ourselves. If you ask me, the spitting out of the mouth is a warning of hell, not a punishment. Lazy Christians that God hates? Is that what it's about? Or unbelievers that need to see the truth and to open the door of their hearts and believe? You decide, folks. It's an important decision that we all need to make. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast, but know this. Jesus Christ loves us. You are not a lukewarm Christian. God is not judging us by our performance. God is judging us by our faith. Work? Yes. Let's get out and let Jesus live in and through us. Absolutely, that will fulfill us like no tomorrow. But God adores us. Rather, we are working and are on fire for the Lord or we're sitting on a couch just loving Jesus. God bless you all.